here we go. Hello and welcome to Frostside Chat, weekly live stream post-session discussion. We talk about what just happened during D&D. This is the chat for session 43. If you've not watched that session yet, please go do that now because there will be spoilers. I'm your DM, Eric. Joining me, we've got Paul Robbins player, Chris. Hello. Edmunds player, Raymond. Hello. And Frey's player, Heather, is currently AFK, but she wanted to join, given her uh, recent transformation. Uh, I, I did not know if this would take a whole uh, session or not, honestly. It's hard to say, because these big fights, yeah. they tend to be pretty long. But, like, I remember, I was like, I think we talked about, like, okay, you can dispel magic on the big what AoE, the like. Sorry, Heather literally just popped in from the bottom the of the What the fuck is she doing? <laughs> Plugging in the desk side fan. <laughs> that, was, that was startling. <laughs> That's not where I expected you to be. Yeah. It's so hot. I gotta have a little desk side fan now. Especially since Eric was just talking about how you weren't at the desk right now. <laughs> you just popped. Well, you got, yeah. <laughs> nope, I was underneath it. So technically, I wasn't at the desk. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep going. So, yeah, I. I... You're now startled, I know. I, I figured that the fight would take a big chunk of the session, but just yeah. in case, I was like, if we want, we can have more descriptions for the robot. We could have a whole chase sequence involved oh. with that final chase. So that was as far as I was going to go, but yeah. because the fight ended up going so long, it was like, all right, this is going to be quick montage stuff for the remaining events. Mm -hmm. But man, this ended up being a pretty satisfying fight, despite you turning off my big scary AOE thing right at the beginning. Which who there knows how that. Plenty of other scary stuff. There we was that extra spell on top of it. <laughs> Dude, Hugger of Hadar is so bad. Is it? What, it is what does it do? So bad. Now that I've now that I've canceled it, tell me what I saved us from. So it's like cold damage initially when you're next to it. I got and that. then. Like, if you go inside of it for any reason, it's like, God, I don't remember. Is it, like, necrotic? And then... I was going to say like, the tentacles did. Like, they grab you? Or or I guess, when you read the description, it didn't describe tentacles. It just described a blackness and... Yeah. Cold. It's basically just damage. <laughs> it's um, how a lot of people flavor it, too. Ah, uh, yeah. They flavor it as, like, whenever Hunger of Hadar comes out, it's like... This tentacle type thing looking. The des yeah. the description is like insanely cool. That's why I actually like read right. it. Right, very Cthulhu description there. So if you start your turn in the area, you take two d six cold damage straight up. There's no save at all. Right. If you end your turn in the area, then you get a deck save, or you take another two d six acid damage as the tentacles oh. hit you. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So things hit you on both sides of your turn, and then while yeah. it's active, everybody inside is blinded, and no light, even magical, can penetrate. So it also just auto blinds everybody. That's pretty rough. Except of course my ghost skeletons, because those won't those would be immune to it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. So it'd been pretty nasty, and you turning it off was obviously a clutch move. And I kinda, you know, after I'd looked at it going like, yeah, he's gonna dispel it, and you, you talked about doing that. Yeah, yeah, I think I mentioned it at the end of the Yeah, last you did. Yeah. But like, that's fine. Like you're using, you know, your abilities in really cool ways, and I appreciate that. And generally I'm always okay if players are expending resources to do a thing, even if it's to cancel a big thing, that's totally acceptable. Yeah, I didn't even know if it was Hunger of Hadar whenever I asked you that. It just yeah. like as you were talking yeah. about it, I was like, that sounds like Hunger of Hadar. Because I'm I'm listening to the Acquisitions Incorporated C Team podcast again. And one of the characters has Hunger of Hadar. And uh, I just listened to like an episode where they were in a fight and he used it. That's the main reason it was on my brain. Nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> Pretty spiffy. I just like the uh, the theme of it is really like a cool like eldritch horror spell to unleash. Right. It's um, tough though. I mean, it's like you know cool abilities and all that. But if Chris hadn't done that, we probably would have wiped. You know. <laughs> it's, yeah. Balance. Like I've mentioned this before, but balance and deity is so fucking crazy. Like yeah, you. I always tend to underestimate the players. You guys always come up with things that just either do way more damage than I think you do, or you have these abilities that I don't contend for, or something. But then sometimes, like this, the dice don't go for you and do go for me. Like that makes a uh, huge difference. Like if I'm hitting with all these attacks, like it's funny that you got. At first, I was like, man, they're really targeting this Earth Elemental, despite the Earth Elemental kind of helping them a little bit because they're. It's I'm. That's and I will tell you that's kind of how I balance this fight. As I was like, you know what? These the Earth Elemental and the Whites are not allies of each other, so I can have them attack each other. Now the Whites right. would be basically, you know, programmed to attack living creatures, so they would prioritize you guys more than the Earth Elemental. But the Earth Elemental, I can use him to break up his attacks and attack everybody else. And I used just the random targeting thing to see that, and that did come into play a few times. So that helped balance things out. It was funny that you guys focused fired on the Earth Elemental so much. But I mean, then when I realized, so like, oh, yeah, it, it, and I was were... I was rolling yeah. really well to where I, like, yeah. hardly ever missed with the damn thing. And, yeah, I was doing, like, 15 to 30 damage. Yeah, it's it, a big so... guy. I don't want to get hit by that thing. Correct. Right. We, we, were, we were scared of that damage. It's like, yeah. That yeah, so it thing. makes sense that you guys were. But, yeah, at one point, and, you know, usually I will. <laughs> what's funny is a lot of these times, and I fudged, like, several, like, uh, the whites. Like, you guys do, like, seven damage at nine hit points left. It's like, okay, you kill it. Oh, yeah. But I the saw Earth- one of them. I one of them. I, I, I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, well, at the end when Rochelle was mopping up guys, she was like, ah, "It's it's more satisfying if I do this." And then I I, I looked at your face. I was like, "He's just he's giving it to her." Yeah, yeah. We're, we're late, and it would just make more sense if she killed it. Yeah. And okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my own rule: if it's whatever the hit, if it's plus or minus a hand, like less than five hit points, and I feel like yeah, I the, the fight has been hard enough. If it's the difference is if you guys are kicking my ass, then I'm going to be very strict. I'm like, okay, this yeah. thing's got two hit points left and it's going. But if it's like, all right, you guys are taking a lot of damage, we're still doing a good back and forth, I'm like, all right, it'll die. The one exception I made... you're in the cleanup phase, too. It's yeah, like, it, yeah, it, yeah, cleanup yeah, phase, for like, sure. But in this case, we never really hit cleanup phase and until we got to just fray left, I guess. And I had the Earth Elemental actually legit go down to one hit point yeah. and leave it there because I think it, it lasted until its next turn. Mm-hmm. And it was such that a fun, scary creature to use. I was like, "Fuck it, it's staying up." Because I tried to kill it, and that's when uh, shit hit the fan. That's right. Yeah. That yeah, that's when shit hit the fan. And then somebody else did like, uh, somebody did like three damage to it or something. I couldn't believe what was that. It was Celeste. Was it Celeste doing mm-hmm. just a regular hit? Uh, I think it was like uh, something like that. Yeah. To where I was like, "All right, the next hit's gonna kill it," and then somebody did like three damage and four hit points. I'm like, "Nope, it's got one hit point left." <laughs> I'm legit keeping it on there because it's a fun, very simple, dangerous creature to use. Yep. And sure enough, I got another turn with it, and I think I might have bashed Celeste a couple times. <laughs> yeah, so, you did really badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was fun. It was a fun mix of creatures too, which you don't see too often. Which is this big, tanky, just brute. And then a bunch of nimble, flying, spell-casting, like, bolt-flinging ghost things. Yeah. I was like, this gives me a lot of options to work with. These are uh, Deathlock Whites, which I believe are from Mordenkainen's Tomb of Foes. Um, and this is a, fu- a funny example of because you guys are, are leveled up a bit, I decided, like, hey, you already fought Spectres, or uh, uh, Poltergeist, I guess, technically. 
I was gonna use those initially, and I was like, you know, we could use something a little sexier than that. Oh yeah. So I pulled these out. These have more hit points, and they've got. Um, I think you saw both their abilities: necrotic touch, which is the draining, and then they've got range attacks, which is really nice to have. Yeah. I just had one firing its bolts back there, and it's got a bunch of spells it can cast. Which um, mage armor is one of the spells, which is what I try okay. to describe. Yeah. Which is uh, the thing about you know enemies have mage armor, but it's almost never worth using their action to cast it. Because it gives right. them a few points of AC, but like, how long are they going to last anyway? Well, in this fight, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have the back guys cast Likewise. Mage Armor first, yeah. whereas the front guys will attack. So I had a unique thing where we actually had different ACs on those creatures. It almost never came up in terms of you hit the early ones and you couldn't hit the back ones. That I can remember that you guys would be like, wait a minute, they have different ACs? Because then I would be like, yes, they do, because oh, some yeah. of them cast that shield spell. And Mage Armor does not require concentration. It's just an extra layer. But it just yeah, requires right. an action. Um, they could have technically all cast fear, but that was kind of dumb to have them go all through fear. So I only had the two fears up. Uh, but that was pretty. And I, I got to cancel that out. That was a good move. Yeah, it, it felt it, good. Which yeah, it felt good, right? Because it's, it's something you're very good at. Um, I was able to fear everybody, and then you were able to cancel the effects. Which was yeah, because I've had that calm emotion spell for the longest time. Like thinking, like okay, whenever there's some kind of like. I think it's charm or fear. Whenever there's some kind of like spell that he's trying to cast on all of us, like mm -hmm. an AOE charm or fear spell, I'll pull this shit out and cancel it on him. It was like when he was about the dragon and had that big um, yeah. charming effect too. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what really comes in handy. So that's fun. That's you know an action it can cast. Um, they can also cast hold person, but oh, I was like, ah, I guess I could have done this with some of the backline guys, but. I don't know. I just felt it was... That's a tricky... That's a tricky one. You paralyze somebody, like, they can't do anything. The only thing that would make it fun... is that for the player? Yeah. The idea is you want to immediately swarm them, because I think you get auto crits. Yeah. If somebody's paralyzed. So it's more fun if you can down them to where they're rolling death saves versus trying to just break themselves of the paralyzed. out of the fight. Yeah. Yeah. So that was tricky. I ended up not using that one. But that would have been a case of like, and even if they're, it's like, even if the players are beating me, do I then want to spend an action doing this uh, hold person spell versus just doing damage? If we're winning, now you're just buying time. Right, it's just, yeah. just making things last longer. <laughs> That's something where I think if the enemy ambushes you, then you can get away with doing some of these interesting spells. Right. But otherwise it gets tricky with the action economy, knowing like, how many rounds am I actually going to get with this creature? Um, but fear was very cool. That's just a giant cone attack, and that's cool to do on everybody. Right. Um, these things are intelligent enough where I figured, okay, once they see you, like, once they see things happening, then they'll know not to do that again. So, like, the Grave Bolt on Celeste, and then the cone fear spell. Um, although I think the one I just ruled didn't see you when you initially cast it, because it was back there. And then it was just a fucking slugfest, <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, for a while, yeah. The Earth Elemental kept hitting. The Whites, eh, maybe 50% of the time hit with their attacks. We were spreading the damage around. Thimbleweed did go down, which was almost inevitable because he had one hit point left. Right. Unless, I, he, unless he gets some serious healing right at the start, there was no way to, yeah. Yeah. He was, like, he was like right next to the Earth He was right next to him at one. Yeah, like I gave him a little bit of a bone. Oh, there's... I was like, we haven't had baby aggro at all tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, and then you guys took a lot of damage. Like, it was it was a very satisfying climactic fight for me. Yeah. Because I feel like it was... It, it really hit that good level of, like, you guys are sweating bullets the whole time. It's very tense, but you're never quite reaching that level of uh, frustration over, like... Right. God, right. we're just getting destroyed here. 
it, it's not frustrating in the sense that like the frustration usually comes from like we don't know what to do next you know like, mm-hmm. like we don't have any options we had tons of options this fight it's just there was a lot of bad things happening also yeah, yeah. i do want to talk about either your your whole session tonight because it felt like you jumped from one thing being put upon you to another god we still have to remember the dynamite thing too that was awesome holy oh, crap that, was, that actually was awesome between all the bad things that happened to your character there was one stick of dynamite that put yep. the fucking place up yeah <laughs> fucking shout out to the stick of dynamite that was awesome i love because but you dropped the axe and you ran and i love that it's like well fuck mm-hmm. it we're taking the dynamite out and throwing it in there yep Felt felt like that, go away. <laughs> now it's dynamite time. Dynamite time, yeah. And that's like the best use of the dynamite too. Is like like yeah. we, we were all pretty separated. All the enemies were on one side of the hallway, we were on the other. You get like four of them in one go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was gonna look like either when I came around that corner because I was in a blind corner. That's true. Right. So and she already had the like, dynamite like ready to go, so she was throwing that thing no matter what. I met a game did a little bit. I was like, y'all might want to move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're back up, which we, we just naturally were. It was, it was kind mm-hmm. of we worked out that way. Yeah. Uh, James, to answer your question, I was just talking to Heather about this too um, before we went on. I think. I mean, it's. I think. It's, Hang on, what's his question? Uh, if if it's a standard stat block you created, I don't think the Wendigo is a standard stat block in D anD. Um, I. I, we didn't see it in action, so I don't want to talk too much about it on the chat because I want to leave oh. some of that stuff hidden. Yep. I will say that I started with one kind of baseline creature, and then I believe I, I always say I look at other stuff to look at other abilities and things. I believe I cobbled something together to reach a stat block that was satisfying. Hmm. Um, and that's, I guess, know. all I'll say about that for now because okay. we didn't really get to yeah. see it. It's still yeah. supposed to be kind of a mysterious thing that, unfortunately, you guys didn't really get to see it. No. Uh, in action, unfortunately for me and Heather, but fortunately for the rest of you, because uh, that would have been f- f- potentially very nasty. Yeah, I knew immediately. I, 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 it hadn't happened in forever, but this was a thing that only me and her knew about. Similar to the conversation me and Reese had, where it's like, "Hey, this is the deal." Um, Reese's was always like, "Hey, basically, at any point, I can pull this trigger, and this is going to uh- happen." And he was like, "Okay." And I give him a heads up each time. With Heather, it was like, okay, at any point, you get to choose when you're rolling this dice. But if you roll a one, then this is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And it's been 40 yeah. like it had, you know, I hadn't thought about it in so long. Odds yeah. were in my favor. Yeah. yeah. Odds were in my favor. You got to use it, and then you got to roll one. Until they six, kicked me in the ass. Yeah. 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 One in six chance every time you did it. I mean, she's been yeah. using it, you know, I don't know how many times. It'd be interesting to go back and, I unfortunately, I've not kept track of how many times you've used it. I would have loved to see what the percentage ends up being, because it, it seems like you've used it quite a few times, and obviously with no ill effects. Right. Which is good. That means it's working, because I want, I want you to be able to use it and not yeah. have you necessarily turn into a monster every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you do, man, it's that can be real scary, because that just changed the dynamic of that fight. Right. But then Edmund changed it immediately by successfully right, okay. restraining you in a Pokeball, yep. which actually ended up being we, extremely useful. I, I will say, your guys, the two of you's reaction to that roll, that one being rolled, really f- colored the rest of the, the, the <laughs> session. Because you two got like, it was like, oh, what the, f- this is, whatever is happening right now, it must be terrible because they are. 
It's like your cameras are frozen. Y'all are just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I, yeah. I picked it up and then I think Heather was like, she like looked at me, me and was like, oh shit. Well, it took me a minute because I was trying to see if my lucky would be able to help me re-roll that. And I was like, oh, yeah. and then I saw his face and I went, oh shit, this is a thing lucky's not going to save me on. Right. And then I went, oh shit, this oh, is what happens when you roll this bad. Oh man. So I, I think because of your guys' reactions, like, like, and, and well, also, Eric, you, you very well pretty much describe, like, no, this thing is straight up hostile. You can tell yeah. it is dangerous. You're not going to be able to figure it out or negotiate with it. It's just. <laughs> and yet you still tried. Will not say. I did you not still... try to negotiate with it. I liked how you roleplay that, though. A fourth level <laughs> spell slot. That's he, what I tried. He, he flavor texted his, his casting of his spell. <laughs> yes. Yeah, which I know, you, I think you were waiting to cast that on the Earth Elemental, weren't you, at one I point? I was. But it never worked out because I constantly had support stuff to do. Yeah. I constantly I had, like, no, that's true. It, first first it was to dispel the spell, then it was suppress the fear. Suppress the fear, yeah. Then I forget what the next one was. Oh, was I don't think I had... Passing up Bardic Inspirations and... Yeah. Well, then the, the next one I was just healing and blasting. No, not, no I didn't blast anybody until the... Window. I think you immediately cast Charm Monster next, because that, that would have been your concentration. That, that would have been the next You thing, healed yeah. me at one point. For yeah, ten yeah. points, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I so yeah, I, I just had I had support things to do up until that point. So I just never got around to charming the Earth Elemental, and I think I think also at one point you were describing like it falling apart. So I was like, oh, I'm not gonna bother now. Yeah, but the interesting thing is, by the time we started this session, the Earth Elemental was down to like half health. Yeah, you guys had actually in that one half round that we had of a normal fight with just the Earth Elemental, you guys did half of its damage to it so that was one thing going in your favor and then like the, the crazy shit all started so right but yeah I, yeah i mean I, I i tried to use a fourth level spell slot didn't work but then uh edmund turned around and just used a uh, shardland band and or, what else i feel like you tried something else too you tried to blind he tried him. uh he tried oh, to do the whole the, person, uh, scroll. Whole person. Oh, yeah that's right yeah i realized that was gonna work uh um, no it's only on that one right so yeah, we, we took we we took the threat of the Wendigo very seriously. Yeah, <laughs> as you should. Without even knowing what it did, we were just like, "Oh, we gotta handle this like right quick." Mm-hmm. And there's like, "Is that a five foot reach or a ten foot?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to well, slide people. I, I've never had the things that say "reach" on them before, so it was oh. really confusing. So I didn't know what constituted five feet and what constituted ten feet. Right, because most player character sheets don't differentiate that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Because you're you're basically going to be in melee or you're a ranged. Uh, yeah, fighter. five is essentially yeah. melee. Yeah. And the only thing I've seen it on is I don't remember if it's a javelin or or one of the longer weapons. You can oh, have like a longer. Yeah. Like yeah. The pole arms specifically pole arm. have that. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, well, that one character I had that was his whole deal is he could he had a bigger radius to attack with. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I've never had a character that's had that before. So. So that that did end up shutting down the Wendigo pretty effectively with that one move, yeah. which is a little bit disappointing because it kind of took the the danger out. But I thought the the role playing actually was was almost better because it gave everybody a chance to breathe and and even Heather doing like the I, I, that was actually a great moment when you were doing a charm monster and Heather was like, "Can I pretend that it worked?" Yeah. And I like the fact that she can role play this like malevolent intelligent spirit. 
I wish you would have let me like try to like deceive the others to get them closer to as I was trying to do, but you were not up quick on the uptake on this. Well, yeah, if that was like an actual like action you could have done, but that felt a little too um as not part of the stat block necessarily, but and yeah, and no, I was not prepared for this at all. Like this was not part of the my preparation oh, was right, was, yeah. was reviewing that stat block and looking yeah, at things and be like, oh, it's happenstance that you had two very big, two very big story moments that were both body horror <laughs> adjacent. That's true. Like mm-hmm. like terrible transformations happening to our player characters, which is hilarious. Yeah, but I true. made it worse with my transformation back. Oh yeah, <laughs> cracking and popping. There's a, if you if you, if you want to watch a trailer, go watch the trailer for a movie called Antlers, which is straight up what you described. It it is about uh it's like a little farming or like a mining town, present day, but it's a horror movie about a family of Wendigo, like a, like a kid whose dad is a Wendigo, and it's it's very disturbing and very much like oh yeah, this is exactly what they're describing. <laughs> Yeah, so, and it's funny, you mentioned at the end um, that we you should discuss that. It's like, yeah, we, it hasn't come up too often where you guys have these in-character conversations about each other's secrets and, and how to handle that. And I would uh, that's, so that's, be fascinated that's to foster of... that, but it, it's also pretty tricky because I don't want to necessarily create, like, this horrible animosity between the player characters. I, I... Because I like Celeste's reaction where she's like, I fucking hate this party. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. You're all awful monsters. Because Valravin is who Valravin is, and Frey is who Frey is, I didn't press the issue. Yeah. But in my head, I was going like, for all the shit that Frey gave Valravin for being a spy, <laughs> for all that shit, Valravin has every right to turn around and go and like give her the you know the night. I was waiting for, for it. I was waiting for <laughs> it. You've been a fucking demon monster You've this been whole a demon time. This whole time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> she still. I only sold secrets. I only sold secrets to the British. Come on, now. that's right. Exactly. <laughs> My crimes were not half as bad. <laughs> you eat people. Speaking of, we might need to uh, let your uh, spy master know about her friend. I guess. Yeah, it's probably true. Probably. Yeah, I've still got a connection to that lady. Uh, we have a demon in the party now, and yeah. oh, by the way, your friend Valen is now possessed by a ghost. Is a straight up poltergeist or whatever it is that possesses people, whatever kind of ghost it is that possesses people. <laughs> well, it's yeah, that was. It seemed like she was a lot more powerful than a normal ghost because obviously yeah. that, and and you're pretty sure Valen would not normally be able to cast that spell, right? Like that looked right. like a straight up like different kind of spell than what she would cast as a necromancer wizard. Yeah. So clearly there was a custom stat block there. That's, yeah, that's exactly the boss <laughs> stat block there, if I ever saw one. So, fun fact, I'll, I'll say this in the Frostside chat. I mentioned the fact there was another Deep Gnome and a, what is a Zorn, which I, I teased that yeah. in the early session before, where they that's how they tunnel up here. They have that, that creature, that, like, three-armed, crazy, like, mouth thing that eats gems, and they use that to tunnel. Yeah. Had really? this fight seriously gone like, horrifyingly wrong for you guys, those guys would come in to help attack. They were there as, like, really? my... Yes. As my, like, emergency, like, they're gonna arrive, they're gonna see all the bodies, and the, their known bodies on the floor, and, you know, 
and they might not necessarily like immediately help you guys, but they would certainly fight these demon things. And like Azorn, you know, yeah. is a solid stat block. The Deep Gnome can't really do yeah. shit, but like just just to add to that chaos. And then That's funny. what's funny is you guys might be like, oh shit, they have to attack the Zorn now. And hopefully, I would make yeah. it very obvious that like there's a Deep Gnome there, like helping command it. But they were literally there, and that's why you you mentioned the fact. Oh, you guys are just now running up here. Like, yeah, they were on the GM layer in case you guys needed help. <laughs> but because they're, they're in the standby area. Yeah, exactly. Um, but because uh, you guys, it never got to that level. And I was like, all right, we don't have to introduce them. And right, it would have also obviously made the fight a little more complicated. The fun thing is, as uh, as you said, that a deep gnome popped around as because Frey was coming out of that change from the Wendigo. If that deep gnome had popped its head up right where we were, and instead of across that chasm, wherever it came from, she was going to swing her axe and decapitate the damn thing. <laughs> Just to be sure. That's, yeah. yeah. She's like, nope. <laughs> then you would have to fight the Zor after all that shit had happened. Right. Just stack oh things on top of things. Yeah. So instead, they were just, but they, they were there as kind of my emergency backup she plan. She wasn't in her right mind, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. Um, so I put this dungeon together myself. What did you guys think? You know, this is kind of, we always do a little bit longer frostside chats at the end of these quests or dungeons. This one was, ended up being four, uh, sessions. I think the first one we end. Yeah, I think it's four because yeah, yeah it was four because the first one was the freaking snow people. Yeah. yeah. And then we made it inside and found the, the Orby thing and my trampoline. Yep. And then yep. from the trampoline, we went to the spiders. Yep. Where yep. the spider one ended with the start of the fight with and the, the ghosts, the rocks, and then yeah. the ghost thing, and then thimbleweed going down, and then this one. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. it ended. Yeah. So, yeah. Four. Yeah. This was yeah. So the map is from Seafoot Games. This was a map that I found early in running Frost Maiden, and I knew I had <laughs> to uh, tie together <laughs> this main story. I wanted to include the Arcane Brotherhood a lot more. Um and and tie the main quest together, but I knew in doing that I would have had to create a custom dungeon that would have a lot of which is why this one is full of big giant story moments because like that's yeah. that was the purpose of this dungeon. That's the trade off, right? Like you get to build it yourself, so you get to put all the all the yeah. story beats into that wherever you want them. So that part to me obviously worked pretty well, and then but as but then I had to fill out the dungeon. Like I still had I was like I wanted to make this a dungeon crawl. Now I have to fill out all these different things. So yeah. I had to throw together, okay, how much loot do I use? Like, what's the ratio of rooms that have monsters and traps and all this? So, I guess overall I'm asking, what did you guys think about this dungeon and what worked and what didn't? Because I don't remember the last time I really had to completely do a custom dungeon myself. I thought it worked really well. I I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I thought it went pretty well. Um, The... The... The difficulty level was probably right about right with the the size of the dungeon that you gave us. If this dungeon had been bigger, I would have said that the difficulty level was too high. You set it way too high for how much you wanted us to be able to do in that space. But if that space was only like the four rooms that we went into, then yeah, the difficulty was set right where it needed to be to make it difficult and use all of our things True. we got to the end and we we had you we were using the last of our gas in that last fight which i feel like is kind of the the right tuning right yeah 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 if we get to the point where i i think it's a proper adventuring day when you guys feel the need to have two short rests yeah but you feel like you still have some things left by the time you get to the final battle which in this case 
it wasn't it wasn't very evenly distributed. I think you had um obviously Frey was taking like all the damage, but like Val Robin still had like almost had all everything. your spell slots. I had, yeah, I had like I had used like two level two spell slots. And that's it. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, two level three spell slots so far. That's, no, the spell yeah. magics, yeah. Because I, I, yeah. I think Edmund I, still I, had I a bunch a, of spells. I used a bunch of shit in that last fight. I, I was throwing stuff out left and right. Yeah. Like. The after the first fight for this dungeon, when I had to use every last one of my freaking like rest dice, that that, rice, that to rice. me made it more like okay. At, at first, I was like, "All right, this is this was set too high because." That, but it was just uneven for you, though. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily yeah. the party. I, it was just I was you legit were taking a lot of damage. I was legit yeah. worried. Um, I hadn't used those creatures before, and. It was meant to be a big, you know, battle, but I didn't expect it to be that, yeah, to where, like, you spent all your hit dice. I was like, oh, shit, I think I went too hard. But I also remember that fight was just weird because I ended up hitting on, like, every attack. Yeah. Well, I will say this. And the the type a, of damage a, a is surpri- like, A surprise yeah. round is a huge That's true. Surprise round does yeah, make that, a big that difference. Is, that is not a thing to throw around lightly. You almost have that, to that cut, is... like, a, yeah, like, a, a few creatures if you're doing a surprise round because that's a yeah. free... And I think yeah, I ended up rolling, like, pretty good on initiative, so I got did. to go again. Yeah. yeah. I was like, they all went twice. That was when I downed you, like, in the first thing, because yes, you would have been I like, did. I want to cast slow. <laughs> That's actually why I had so much shit at the end, is because I straight up That's sat right. out you the first down. fight. Yeah. I was not there. Yeah, I think having every last one of them get off a surprise round was a little excessive. <laughs> yeah. If you're not running a dungeon where your goal is to kill everybody, it's it can be excessive. So yeah. finding that 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 level, especially whenever you saw all the, because we rolled for initiative before you did all that surprise round, and you saw all of your guys were going at the very beginning, making that insta call. I can say this now after having run something for four weeks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, make having that ability to make that call, like, all right, I have eight monsters, but only three of them are now going to get the surprise attack versus all eight. Yeah. Because that. That just basically fucked us at the very beginning of that first fight. Yeah, that that one ended up being too strong. Um, I, I agree. I, I, my my goal was not to have you roll all your hit dice in that first fight. Yep. <laughs> Knock somebody out and have all the hit dice roll. Yeah. But it did. I mean, but at the end of it the, set the tone. The dungeon, <laughs> it, yeah, it set the tone. At the end of the dungeon, we, we did tune out pretty close to where it needed to go. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, the rest of the fights you guys actually kicked ass pretty well on. I mean, I think they were still fun and, you know, got to have some cool moments here and there. I don't know, and if, I don't, some... I don't know if the Spectres did much, but the Spiders definitely did their job. They got in, yeah. did their damage. Spiders then, hurt, and then I drank hurt. all my damn health potions. Yep, yep. So just get punched by a freaking Earth Elemental. I can't. The fact that you didn't rage was just killing me because it, you would have resisted all that damage. And you had hung on to that. I was like, I guess there was no way for me to tell you this is the last fight. Like you got to rage here, but you're like, no, I'm not gonna rage. Well, I'll say in my mind, it was not. I I didn't until you said at the end at the in the chat last week. I had no idea. Like, which actually is something I wanted to ask you. What is down that shaft again? I I, actually you know asked this last week. We talked about this last week. Um, it's nothing. It's it's a trap. Yeah, there's nothing. It's collapsed tunnels. It's mines. It's just meant to be a trap. It wasn't meant to be any kind of level. For the longest time, I thought that was the goal was going down down. that shaft. Yeah. Yeah. You guys never did pull the lever and all that, which that would have been a total trap. Like chain breaks, and if people are on the lift, you have to make saves to or you slide down into the pit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like me jumping on the damn trampoline. Yeah, which I tried to flavor like, hey, this feel this thing does not feel pretty stable. Yep. She didn't care. 
Yeah, <laughs> and you guys didn't bite. But otherwise, you hit, I think, pretty much everything else. If you had made it... the drillbot room, right? That's yeah, you didn't go to the... Which yeah. is just, just... That's the only thing there. It's There's a... Yeah, it's the only thing there is you find that thing. Which, the main difference is, had you gone down there and grabbed it, you would have had that for this final... For the phase spiders yeah. and the battle, you would have had this um, thing. Yeah. Instead, uh, you just get it... Instead, I gave it to you on your way out, basically. Right. Um, had you guys made it into the door you were stymied with uh, from the lift room, there was a big lightning trap hallway there. All these things shoot lightning at you if you try to cross. There was so many things to prevent you from taking the easy way up to the lab. But I still wanted oh, to give you yeah. a chance to get in there just to, just to make it so it wasn't completely linear. Right. Because story-wise, had you guys made it up there, you would have just gotten all the information from the trapped gnome from the spiders just in the lab. That would have been the guy that came up to you at the end. Instead, it would have been the guy named whatever that tell, that tells you all the information about... Oh, uh, spiders? Yeah, yeah. That, that same dialogue yeah. there. Yeah. I probably would have still had one. Instead, it would have been a quest that you would have been like, oh, yeah, we had some buddies go down to the spider den and they didn't come back yet. Can you even go check them out? And then you could go down and help them. And then when you yeah. come back up, then you would we would trigger the big boss fight probably. Right. Yeah, this was this is all completely off book. I've been off book the for the last four weeks doing this. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, obviously pulling pulling elements and characters from the campaign book, but otherwise this was a complete uh, homebrew dungeon that I, from my point of view, served its purpose pretty well in getting yeah. the story on track. For sure. Yeah. Well, well, at the end of this, all I'll talk about like. It seemed like you had a lot of story beats in here, or maybe not a lot, but a couple big story beats in here that I don't know how you would have done without this dungeon. Like, in the book, how they would have been communicated. Yeah. Like, like the location of that, the, the lost city or whatever that we got from the divination. Well, I, I can go ahead and tell you that much, at least. In the book, um, Valen just shows up and tells you everything. Oh, okay. He's like, hey, we're here. There's she a lost knows. city beneath the ice that we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna investigate. Like, just tell like this huge info dump. That's like, okay. okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's you know this? really dissatisfying. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. where did this come from? So, like, all right, I want to make it like a step process. And the other one being how, in the book, how do we discover that uh, Lantimir is a possessing ghost? Or is that even a thing? I don't even. Maybe maybe this is maybe that her, her abilities are all off book. I don't know. Um, that one is partially based on the book and partially me expanding her role in the campaign. I'll say that. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, anything else about this session or this dungeon? I I still I still really I find it very funny that we had two like really dramatic transformations within two sessions. Yeah. Only one of them was planned, I assure you. Yeah. <laughs> the other one was a whoopsie. Yeah. yeah. That was exciting. We'll see if it happens again. Yeah, we will see if it hopefully it if it does happen again, it's a similar situation where it's the tail end of a fight, not at the beginning of one. I don't think our party knows what triggers it though. That's true. I'm not sure we would Yeah, know. you might not yeah. realize. That is true. I need to update your main quest. Are you you're eating a Scooby snack to roll that dice? So my Scooby snacks give me the dice. Okay, but you have to eat it. Not 
at that moment in time, no. Ah, so it's hard to make that connection. Building up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. All we saw was that she missed and then transformed. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can't miss. We just can't let her miss. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting confused with it too. I was like, wait, did she is it cause she missed? And so I was gonna try to help, you know, increase her number. Yes, that's what I thought too at first. Is like is like is Eric's reaction because she's missing and something bad's gonna happen because oh, she missed. Yeah. I, in hindsight, I don't think so. I think it's just the one. It's just her rolling a Correct. one. The that's one. all that it is, but yeah, we just don't let that. her bite earth elementals. Yeah, mm. yeah, keep that in mind. That Thimbleweed now has a gem for it to create earth elementals. That's right. Yeah, how'd you guys feel about the loot? Because that was a tricky thing where I was like, I, I gotta just figure out how to, you know, how much loot to put in here and make sure it feels like it's rewarding. And yeah, we got more loot than normal at yeah. this dungeon. Yeah. yeah. Which I I'm, probably I'm always a big fan of loot, right? honestly. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I say, yeah. I'm a big loot guy. I, I like Diablo games. I think. I've said this before and many times, but I think one of the biggest bummers about 5e is is how less of a loot fest it is compared to previous editions of D&D because the characters yeah. themselves are just more powerful. Right. And you got like, a, like you didn't have a tune in previous game. You were just supposed to get all these magic items and stuff. So yeah. I do kind of miss that element. And I like giving out magic items. Yeah. So yeah, you guys. Uh, I, yeah, we, we, we've talked about this. And you talked about this in Tomb too, where you, yeah. you over, you, it was very undertuned yeah. with magic items. You added a bunch. And I think we both, have done that in both of our games. I get, we get like, Thimbleweed got a fun making items. Got Thimbleweed that plus one sword because he needed a magic yeah. weapon. I still need that to get him a bow, cool. which I will plan on getting him oh, something yeah. that he can use. But um, the gem of brightness, the yeah. elemental gem, the earth elemental, uh, that robot that you guys have like yeah. a little ally now. Yep. And then a bunch of uh, spell scrolls and uh, money, basically. Yeah, and then uh, Shardline arrows was one, and then the Shardline oh, right. for to craft. So. And, and, and there's some scrolls too. Yeah, there were, there were like three or four scrolls. Yeah, yeah. But you can tell I'm just not interested in doing scroll loot. So I'm like, just roll. I don't care. <laughs> like I do not care. At one point, I did. I put like what? Yeah, like glyph of because I meant it to tease. Like that's oh, what yeah. like Gon's been using to like you know use a security trap. So it's like yeah, you do find right. a scroll of you know art a glyph of warding whatever. But otherwise, I'm just like eh, whatever. It's loot table time. Right. All right, well, it was pretty late, and I think that will do it for uh, Frostside Chat. So thank you to Raymond, Chris, Heather. I'm Eric. Uh, and Emma. And Emma. <laughs> and I think that will do it for Frostside Chat. We'll see everybody at level 8. It's time yeah. remember your level ups. Remember your level ups. For your level ups, always drink your level ups. <laughs>